shoot the day before and wear something really fun, you know, like, like, when are you going to be able to hire a professional photographer and like frolic like with your husband, you know, like, and we, it loosened us up too. Like we were like drinking champagne and like we got comfortable with, you know, our photographer and our husband and it like set us up for the next day to be better in front of the camera too, you know. everyone and welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing Christy Baird who is the owner of Loho Bride and we're here to discuss her incredible Palm Springs wedding. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be on. Thank you for joining us. So just for our listeners today, can you just give us a bit of an update of who you are and where you're from and what you do? Yeah. So um. I'm the, the owner of Loho Bride, um, which is a, a bridal shop that really caters to more of a fashion forward, more like editorial bride. Um, so we carry designers such as like Victor and Rolf and Costarellos and Cortana and gosh, so many. Um, and um, yeah, so I've been running that for six years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's I can't believe it. We're like literally just hit six years. Um, we're opening up like essentially the fourth store because we've moved around. So we're working on a new space in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, incredible. I currently reside in Los Angeles, but I'm from the Bay Area, like San Francisco area. So okay, great, beautiful. And Loho, can you tell us a little bit about um, the meaning behind the name? And yeah, so. It's quite an interesting oh, story. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so Loho stands for League of Her Own. Um, I had a really hard time coming up with the name because um, I really wanted it to be easy to say. Um, I think for a store and, you know, when someone's saying, oh, I'm going to Loho or, you know, you want it to be kind of roll off the tongue very easily. Um, and the reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, the acronym League of Her Own kind of came from me being frustrated with the wedding industry. I feel like we are really, and you know, I'm guilty of doing it too, but you know, every bride I feel like gets put into like almost a, a box and they're like, Oh, she's a boho bride. She's a, you know, classic bride. She's yes. a, and when I was coming up with the name, I was like, you know what, the girls that we're going to work with, they're going to be in their own league. Like they're going to have their, their mm -hmm. own, you know, names for what they think things are and their own vibe. And like, they're like cooler than just being put into a box. And that that's how I came up with kind of being in your own league. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's. Cause kind of when you came out on the space, um, like I remember Aww. this cause I had the bridal journey, obviously quite a long time ago as well. And you were like a league of your, your, her own because it, you know, you hadn't seen any bridal stores like yours before with like a selection of the gowns that you had and it was so like modern and, yeah. you know, that kind of that simple aesthetic and your bridal stores were, you know, on Pinterest and they were just so beautifully done. Um, it certainly was, you know, a league of her own as well. And, Aww. you know, it just kind of exudes that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I definitely, 
it's weird when people say like, oh, you trailblazed, you know, this aesthetic and like, um, but which is such a compliment. So, you know, thank you for saying that. But um, it was really scary at first because when I came up with the concept, I was so taken back by how little options there were for the cool fashion forward bride. And I had interviewed friends who had gotten married and they're like, oh my God, it's horrible. Like I couldn't find anything cool or like, the dress shopping experience was very cookie cutter. They wanted to make me feel like a princess and I couldn't be further away from that. I actually- Like the, the yeah. say yes to the yes, dress. Yes, um, like we are obviously <laughs> such a different- the stores they walk yeah, into. Yeah, and you know, I, like, I, I'm totally in support of there being different experiences. I just didn't feel my girl had the experience to even choose. Um, so, yeah. you know, I also felt like, okay, I feel like I'm kind of in this, like hopeful league that I want to be in, but like, I feel a little bit alone too, yeah. because I, I was so confused on why it hadn't come out yet. Um, and even to this day, there, there still aren't a lot of amazing options for that bride that really knows fashion and like really wants something unique and, um, you know, more cutting edge. Um, so, so yeah, the whole thing kind of just fit in that sense. And, Fast forward to now, it's just been incredible. The hundreds and, you know, at this point, probably more than that, like um, brides that we've gotten to work with and so many times they write us back at the end saying, I just, I can't tell you what I would like, thank you enough. Cause I don't know where I would end up if I didn't have you. Um, and no, and do you know what though? Like the experience in buying a wedding dress, like that can make or break oh, yeah. your whole journey. Like if you walk into somewhere and you don't, f you just feel like a number and you feel like they're pigeonholing you and they don't care. And they're just like, well, can you even afford what we offer? Yeah. It really kind of just shifts your mindset about how incredible it actually can be because you don't get that so I don't think a lot of people realize until you know potentially they go and have an amazing experience like your brides would how important it is to have that in the journey of wedding dress shopping I think were yeah. you were you in fashion before this or what what made you go and start Loha yeah Bride? um well, really quick just to go on your last point so what's interesting to me too is that we do very simple things that I feel like make brides feel thought of. Like we have their favorite music playing. Yeah. We have a questionnaire that they fill out beforehand. So we know we already know where they're getting married, what the vibe is, all of that. We're already pre-selecting yeah. stuff. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, you know, obviously not right now during COVID, but we give champagne, which apparently a lot of stores don't do. And so I, I found yes. that very simple things made brides feel amazing and they felt thought of and they didn't, like mm. you said, didn't feel like a number. Totally. So it's amazing how, those little things go such a long way um, because it wasn't like I was inventing you know it wasn't rocket science like I wasn't like oh like you know but it was just those simple touches that made yeah. the bride feel so good um and so and I think yeah that's important but so many people underestimate yeah them, which is probably why you have you are six years in four stores later have an incredible following yeah you know, because it's probably about all those little totally, things. Totally, totally. Oh, and sorry, we haven't opened full four stores. We've just moved to where we've like designed for oh, you've moved. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in San Francisco okay. and in Los Angeles. <laughs> I know, no way. I don't think, oh, you know, now it's a, a, new, a pretty new baby. <laughs> I don't think I can handle all of it. Wow, that. okay. But thank you though. Um, okay, and then going to what I did before, I, I had worked in retail um, when I was younger, but I actually was working in tech before... I um, started Loho, which is 
super funny, but, um, but it actually gave me a lot of skill set on the business side of things that I, to this day feel made me who I am today. And so when a lot of people ask me, you know, how do I start, you know, my dream or this idea that I have, like, I always tell them, like, make sure you're making money and do it on the side and like really premeditate the switchover. Like, I don't, I personally don't think just stopping everything and following your dreams is necessarily the the best thing. And maybe I'm just a little too careful, but um, I worked, you know, about four, four or five years in the tech industry, just saving up on the side and slowly chipping away at this idea. Um, I probably worked on the idea while working full time for two years before launching. So um, it was not this overnight, oh, I just want to open up a bridal shop. It was very much like I did a pop-up first and then I got it, you know, took business classes at night to learn how to do a business plan. Like I got an SBA loan. So, you know, which is government subsidized. It's like a program in the United States where you, you like a normal person can kind of get a loan to start a business and you don't have to have all this, um, I guess like financial clout. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like it, it was definitely something where I was taking a really big leap of faith, but I really thought about it. It was not from the outside in, it looked like this just popped up, but it was, believe me, it was very <laughs> methodical. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was after a successful pop-up, the pop-up was actually the biggest key indicator because all of these girls showed up. We didn't even have appointments. We didn't even, I'd never been to a bridal appointment. I just made it up. I was like, I'm going to do a pop-up and see if people <laughs> show up. And we had some of the designers come in like Bo and Luca, who I love and I'm so appreciative for because she took a chance on us in the beginning. And, um, and we just had all these girls show up and they were changing behind room dividers <laughs> and like in a space. And we did, I mean, now even looking back on it, I can't believe how many we sold in one day. It was a one day pop-up. Insane, <laughs> isn't it? That probably And it just showed how much they needed. Totally. Yeah. It just showed how many girls wanted this, you know? So yeah. Um, so I, I think too, like testing little things like that too is really important um, to make sure you really have a market. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. What a great story. I love oh, hearing thank that. You. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. So you had been with your partner, Brian, for mm-hmm. I think, what, four years before he proposed? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that sounds correct. Yes, <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> and um, so he, he proposed to you in um, San Francisco. Were you away on holidays or can you tell us a little bit more about your engagement story with him? Yeah, yeah. So we were in Santa Cruz, which is oh, um, where my, Cruz, right. well, but it's, we ended up in San, San Francisco that night, but we were in Santa Cruz. We actually were attending a family gathering and um, he had waken up early to get coffee with my dad to ask for his hand. Um, and he had this whole engagement party with our friends like planned for the evening. And he was going to do it in our old neighborhood in San Francisco because we had moved to L.A. by then. Um, and he just kind of had this epiphany where he's like, why would I not do it while we're with her, her family? That doesn't make any sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So he asked for my hand in the morning. He woke me up. I did not want to wake up. I was so tired. And he goes, no, you need to go on a walk with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and we walked out to a bluff um, on the ocean. And What's so hilarious is like, he was like having these like, you know, deep talks with me about 
how, you know, it's been such an amazing ride and all this stuff. And I still had no idea that he was proposing. Yeah. Um, and then I look over and there's a guy with his son and they're like smiling really big. And like, I look over and Brian gets down on one knee and I realize that they were, they already started clapping because they knew he was proposing. So like <laughs> someone completely away from us realized that he was proposing and I still did not have any idea that he was proposing. <laughs> so <laughs> I was extremely shocked and, you know, I had no makeup on. I was like, I did not have any idea or else I would have looked a lot more attractive that day. <laughs> but, um, and then thankfully, you know, by then our friends got the heads up and he had this really amazing dinner at one of our favorite restaurants in San Francisco the back room ready to go and all of our friends and we just like partied and had such a great time um so it was kind of nice to to get that moment with my family and then to be yeah. have this amazing night in san francisco with our friends um and it's moments like that that you just you know are so appreciative of because engagements aren't looking that way right now and no so they're not right very fortunate yeah very fortunate that we got to experience that with friends and everything it's yeah it is it's so beautiful and so because you still had no idea which is the best because we yeah. tend to the longer we're with people the more we tend to be able to pick up on like their little nuances and whether or not they're kind of acting a bit sketchy and having no idea is really beautiful but did you had you guys um how did did he pick the ring or did you guys go together did you did you have any idea prior that that was kind of the trajectory that you guys were on no, you, you guys are going to think I'm the craziest person for being in the bridal industry. And like, I basically told him that like the idea of getting engaged makes me uncomfortable, like being a part of it. And I yeah. don't really want to talk about it. I know yeah. I want to marry him, but I didn't not want to, I didn't want to be that person that was like, Ooh, like what's like, could he be, could he? And so yeah. I truly went in totally blindsided, including the ring. I told him, all I told him was, I just want a, I don't want a white diamond. I love the idea of maybe like a champagne or a gray or something. And he ended up doing a champagne. And then the coolest story about the ring is when we opened our LA store five years ago, the ring designer, Blitz Lau, who's also a dear friend, she flew out for the opening and she would, you know, she so cool. graciously offered us and the models to wear her rings around oh, at the party because wow. we knew she knew it was going to get photographed. Well, I had no idea that that was a whole setup for designing oh, my, <gasps> my, my ring. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I, she put out all the rings in front of all of us and she's like, Christy, you pick first. And I happened to pick an oval. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they ran with an oval that was like all part what of the design process. That's the best setup. Yeah. That is and the best she, thing. How smart is that? I'm so smart. And again, so I'm so oblivious. I had no idea. <laughs> I was so stressed with like, you know, opening up the store and like what, you know, being just, you didn't know, even cross my head your was mind. In, yeah. It didn't even cross my mind. It was done so smoothly that I had no idea I was picking out that is smooth. My, my wedding ring. That is um, very impressive. So, yeah. So kudos to, to my husband and, and, you know, he has really good taste. So I wasn't like worried that I was going to get some hideous ring but yeah yeah you know looking back <laughs> on it like looking back on it though like I I I just feel that that could have gone wrong and maybe mm. I should have had a different opinion on it but I was I, thankfully it all worked out because I've 
I, I know a lot of women want to be involved because they want to have something that they know they're going to love. And I'm just so yeah. grateful that my doing of this ended up working so much in my favor. And she and him created this amazing custom ring called the Futurist, um, which I love. And um, yeah, I just couldn't be happier with it. So I lucked out in this round. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. So did working in the bridal industry, obviously you have got um, you know, so many contacts and so much inspiration and you see so many things and you're on the pulse with all the different ideas for dresses and rings and venues. How did you guys go about, how did you envision your wedding day to be? When you've got so many options, it can sometimes be a bit hard. So yeah, did you have a, yeah. a clear um, idea of what you wanted? No, I really didn't. I think I've been, I schemed so many of like other weddings for other people that yeah. like, I, I wasn't this type of person that had like a secret Pinterest board and everyone thinks I'm crazy. They're like, no way. Like you had to have had all this stuff schemed. And it's like, no, I really went through the whole thing as we go. I mean, I guess if you wanted to say I had something, it's like our Instagram, like mm -hmm. I would post, you know, inspiration and stuff like yeah. that. And so that is, that essentially kind of is like a Pinterest board and very in line with, you know, our aesthetic, but, yeah. um, you know, I had no idea how many moving pieces there were. And, um, I have to give a shout out to Ashley Smith, um, events. That's who was my, uh, she was, a, she was thankfully a friend before, and then also was our planner and she just rocked it for us. Like, I truly feel like I would have been so stressed if it weren't for her. And she just made it really seamless for us. Um, and she uh, thankfully knew me before and she has known Loho since inception. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she, she just got, exactly she just what. got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like someone knowing you already at that point, I think we probably knew each other for three or four years. She's been following Loho from the beginning because we've known each other from the beginning. And so she just understood my taste very quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and so seamlessly. So, um, so yeah, so, and then I already kind of knew just from having friends and stuff who I wanted to use for vendors. Mm -hmm. Um, and that made it really easy because we've done styled shoots with so many vendors, you know, like hair and makeup or this or that, like it was all pretty much someone that I either knew or it was through like a friend of a friend referral. Yeah. Um, so I had really good like feedback. It wasn't just like a shot in the dark. Um, so that was definitely a huge advantage. And I think being in the wedding industry, there's an ease that you might have because you understand the magic that happens from amazing vendors. And yeah. so I was very trusting in the process because I'm a vendor myself in my own regard. And, you know, you make it happen. You always make magic happen. There might be, a, you know, some stressful bumps along the way, but it always comes together. And so I just tried to keep a really positive attitude the whole year. And I, my husband and I were saying like, if we're not having fun planning this thing, then like, what, what are we doing? Like, yeah, this absolutely. is a part, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a part, it's a huge party with all of our favorite people. Yeah, it shouldn't you know, be we, something that it's not. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you're just stressed all year and I've seen so many brides do this to themselves, if you're just stressed all year for a one night or weekend thing, yeah. yeah, like you're missing the point there. You know what I mean? Like this should be fun. So we had, we actually, it was very bonding for us. Like we had so much fun, like putting the invites together and doing the food tastings and thinking about the playlists. And it was like, we made it like a fun thing. It didn't feel like a chore or like something stressful. And I think that's the best advice I could give is like, enjoy the process. Like it's, you know, it's, 
such an amazing privilege to get to get married. And, you know, for us, it was a privilege to get to work with these vendors and be at this amazing venue. And, and so we just were honestly so grateful all year that we even were able to do something like this. So that is um, such great advice for any bride listening um, to just have fun because it shouldn't be like, you know, when the brides are so stressed on the wedding day, like it shouldn't be, you know, and they're kind of like, I can't wait for the day after party. Like it's almost like they just want the wedding to be over when it's, it's I not, know. you're missing the complete point of, you know, of having the a whole wedding. process, no. you know? Yeah. You know, I had the time of my life on my wedding day. Yeah. There was nothing that could bother. They told me, so we had like something that we were going to be getting married under. It was like this modern structure. And weirdly, it was really windy in Palm Springs that day. And they told me that it blew over Duh. completely. And mm. that all the glassware was blowing over. And I was like, no, I was like, well, that's, there's nothing we can do about. I literally asked yeah. her, is there anything else we can do? Can it be repaired? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, give me another glass of champagne. Like that is <laughs> yeah. what it is. What am that's I going to do? Like, there, what are you going to do? Like there, you can't sit there and like cry that you're not getting married. And, you know, they just, yeah. they readjusted the way it looked and nobody would have known, you know, that's yeah. the thing that people don't realize is nobody knows. It's like yeah. the napkin was off or the silver, you no. know, it's all, mm. it's all meaningless the day yeah. of like, you exactly. have to have fun. And I mean, I think yeah. about all the weddings I've ever been to, I've never remembered what the invite or the seating chart or the, you know, and I'm posting yeah. inspiration all the time. I feel like if anyone at the wedding should remember those kind of details, it should be me. And I, I cannot, I, I remember how I feel and how, you know, what the vibe was and, you exactly. know, everyone was having exactly. a fun day, but I can never remember those details. But um, in totally. saying that, you obviously had selected or knew who your suppliers were and then you worked with Ashley Smith Events. How did, uh-huh. um, you know, what kind of things did she do for you if you'd already kind of selected your suppliers? Like what was her part in working with you um, together yeah. when planning your wedding? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say the big ones I kind of took the lead on. Like I used Sarah Falugo for photography, Eothin for florals. Um glitter and grit for videography like there were some major ones that I was like that for sure but when it came to the rental side of it I had no idea and so we got married at the Frederick Lowe estate which is a gorgeous mid-century estate and they kept everything original and it's just a dream and when we saw it I was like this just feels like us yeah um very oh, very an incredible space vibe. yeah 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 and what I love about it is I personally don't like overly done weddings I just think that it mm-hmm. looks like they're trying too hard mm-hmm. I'm actually against, I'm against signage I'm ag- like anything that just feels like it shouldn't really be there and it's not elevating the space I yeah. don't I'm not really into it so um so you know I felt like the venue was so important for us and we were willing to really go for it with the venue so that the decor, the decor wasn't like, we didn't need to like really dress up the place. It was already so mm-hmm. beautiful as it was, Yeah. but the downfall of it, and this is what, <laughs> this is where Ashley really stepped in is that it was on, you know, it's in a private residence. Um, so the neighbors had issues with like sound control. So there was like a noise canceling oh. wall that we had to cover. And only one, like one drop off could be happening at a time. So yeah. she had to tightly schedule every single vendor to drop off and clean up within certain windows with a really small driveway. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it was like logistical that, nightmare. Like, it was a logist. She said <laughs> it was a logistical nightmare. And when we saw it all go down, we were like, holy shit, like we would never have been able to 
do this and she yeah. did it so effortlessly and she just killed it um so like it's those it's really the like the when it's really happening you see a planner come to life and you're just yeah. like wow you're a superwoman you know so <laughs> um you know and she just was great at like keeping things going like she was great to like obviously we had strong aesthetic opinions but like she was really good at like you know being a sounding board um i mean planners i now that i've really worked with one from start to finish like are just super women honestly <laughs> or men um because there's so much therapy involved too you know in budgets uh, yeah. and budgets and there's a lot of <laughs> so much stressful stuff so um yeah so we yeah, wear just, planners yeah. wear a lot of hats because you've also got to make sure that like you're like counseling the couple through the process as well. Like there are things that can crop yeah. up sometimes that just throw things out of whack. Like so a global pandemic. Like a global <laughs> pandemic. So you're a counselor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're exactly. creative. We're logistical. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. And there's just so many curveballs, especially at the very end. There were some curveballs where she's like, all right, like we got to make a decision here. Like, and you know, by the end of it, we're like, fine, just throw in this. Like, yeah. you know, but um it it's just so important to have someone in your corner and to be like actually explaining what you're deciding on i think sometimes too you're like what like i don't understand why yeah. just having a specialty cocktail is going to cost us like mm. all this much more and so it's like they i feel like she was like a translator too with yeah. a lot of these contracts and yeah stuff. for so, sure for sure and so you yeah. just mentioned your budget just before did you go into the planning process with a budget or did you uh, work with we did. um <laughs> you did did you stick to it no we didn't no <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard isn't it yeah we did not and um you know it's it and that's what that's with us getting pretty pretty nice discounts from yep from some vendors and stuff like that but um it's just tough it adds up so quickly that's why honestly i think some of my brides right now are like well, now I can at least have these dream tables of mine because maybe there's only 20 people now and totally. I can have the dream wedding dress because like when you're <laughs> accounting for hundreds of people, it's like every little thing that you add on that table is times, you know, yeah. however many guests. So it's, it's, you know, or any little thing, it's like, it's thousands that you're talking about adding. And so, um, so yeah, we did end up going over. <laughs> we were just kind of like, we kind of just bit the bullet in the end. Um, yeah. But I mean, after you go through it, you're like, it was worth it. But yeah, so. always worth it. Just close your yeah. eyes and sign the check. And yeah, just, I got to just keep selling more wedding gowns. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's it. More pop-up stores yeah. all over. Yeah, more pop-up stores. Yeah, we're coming to Australia. We're oh, going to yeah. pay off our wedding debt. Oh, yeah. Can you please bring a pop-up, Loho pop-up to um, Australia? That would be amazing, actually. Oh, that would be awesome. So One day I'll get there. Oh, please. Um, so how <laughs> did the hunt for the dress go because I know you know obviously owning Loho Bride it's kind of a blessing and a curse because you're probably super I don't know overwhelmed or you're seeing brides in the dresses that you're stock you stock all the time like how yeah how hard or easy was that whole entire process for you it was it was kind of hard because I obviously there's pressure, you know, even just with my friends, they're like, you're going to bring, like, bring the fashion. Yeah, if anyone, you know? so, yeah, if anyone yeah, is, you, and you I, will be. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it wasn't, and I knew that I was going to change and I wanted to show some like different designers off and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, you're right. I think when you're staring at gowns and you're selling the gowns to brides, it's really hard to visualize yourself because you know, like, oh, this dress I've sold 20 times or, you know, whatever. And, it, and, and you and know the bride special. and you got their photos. Yeah. I mean, so not as special like, to you because you've seen it on so many brides. It's not, you know, just something individualized for you. Yeah. And think yeah. about it as if like your, if your friend had worn a certain gown, well, I know 20 brides that have worn that gown. And so mm. it's almost like having your friend wear it 20 times or 20 different friends wearing it, you know? So it, that's how it feels from my, where I'm sitting. So, mm. um, it was tough. And then I felt really awkward going into other, like, I really wanted to try on Vera. There was a dress <laughs> that I was like obsessed with that I just had to try. Um, and I just felt like I had to disclose beforehand because I felt so yeah. uncomfortable. They, by the way, they were very sweet about it. Um, and then I ended up really doing, like I did an appointment with Moda Operanti, like when I was in New mm -hmm. York and I met with, I really just ended up meeting with other than Vera, just with my, like with some of my designers, um, because I felt so weird going into any other bridal shop. Yeah. Um, yeah. so so, conflict of interest yeah, was, yeah and like you know and I would I would totally let someone come into my store because I I get it yeah. um and I bet you they would have been sweet and they would have let me I just I felt weird and I didn't want it to come off a certain way so with that being said um it just so happened that we picked up Tony Matichewski um who Lizzie? I'm a major major mm. fan of yes uh-huh um, so I'm a major fan and, um, I just told him, I was like, listen, I'm having a hard time finding my gown. I really feel like Tony is, you know, my designer. Um, I just don't have access to trying stuff on. And like, I think our order that we had gotten with them, like was not coming for a while. And I was like, what do you have? Like, I literally was just sending them photos. Like, do you have this, do you have this, do you have this? Yeah. And they just sent me a box, um, of gowns and so I literally was trying them on with my store manager and in Loho <laughs> amazing um and the one that I fell in love with it was an evening gown that was in black <laughs> yeah and I was like you know what like this is crazy to like say that this is my dress because I'm not even seeing it in white but it just did all the things and this is where I think a lot of women flip over it's like I really picked a gown that I felt flattered me versus what mm -hmm. I would have maybe thought mm -hmm. like I thought I was gonna maybe go a little crazier for the ceremony um but once I put this gown on and I saw that it was hugging me in the right places and everything and that's that was a big moment for me because I had never been a bride and so I think about that a lot more now when it comes to buying mm -hmm. um sometimes you end like some brides will end up picking something that they might have never imagined for themselves but their body looks amazing in it and that's you really want to feel like a million bucks that day and you don't want to feel like you're fidgeting or that like something's puckering weird or whatever. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to me. I picked a dress that I felt amazing in. I didn't think that I, you know, would. And, and then I ended up customizing it a little bit. I add like, a, I added a back cape, which is my favorite part. Um, I added that. Um, and then I went to like, there's bridal market right before I got married and I saw those earrings, the drop earrings from Danielle Frankel. Oh, they and I, were incredible. 
Yeah. And that, yeah. that trend had just hit like literally two weeks before my wedding, that trend had just kind of dropped. And mm. so I begged her to ship me the earrings because I couldn't mm. find the right earrings to complete the look. And I begged her, I was like, please send it to me. Um, so <laughs> I ended up get, getting those last minute. And then I did a Jennifer Bear cage, but, um, but yeah, I, I decided in my head that I wanted to be a little more classic for the main look. Um, cause I, like again I could go so crazy and so editorial and I was like you know what I need to like chill like in the beginning <laughs> and then I'm gonna get crazier as the day goes on so it's like I like I love the high low look because I like my you know my legs are my one feature that I like but I didn't feel that was appropriate for me to go down the aisle in or not appropriate but it just wasn't the vibe that I was wanting for the ceremony yeah. so then I changed into it for the reception um beautiful I did a custom Odeline um and then I always dreamt of wearing this reflective skirt from Houghton that I saw on the runway years ago and I ended up wearing that for the after party so um so I progressively got kind of crazier and like more um playful as the day went on and it really took pressure <laughs> this sounds horrible but I know I have you know clearly I have access this is like the, the true perks of the job and so yeah. um what what kind of took pressure off of it is that I I knew I was going to be changing so I was like yeah okay like I'm gonna if have people this don't like this one they change. might like the next one <laughs> exactly I was like <laughs> exactly like if people thought this was a little safe like they're gonna really like the <laughs> next one you know um, take so, off a layer each outfit change you know <laughs> yeah and my friends like they were like seriously your looks like set the tone of the party that's so good um because so, you really had this, like, when you're looking at your, um, you know, your wedding photos, you kind of had this, it was like, I think like it was a, over a weekend or something. You had like this fashion yeah. extravaganza. Like, I think you wore like a Japanese kimono the morning of, and then, yeah. you know, you're in the Maticheski and then, you know, your Odeline and then the long, you know, that long sleeve puff shoulders and, and your at boots, night, the those gold boots, boots, those knee high, like thigh high <laughs> yeah. gold boots, like if, you know, people that are listening will obviously so put up all fun. the photos, but it just seemed like this huge, you know, fashion spread in vogue or something across, you know, the weekend. But it Thank also, you. and yeah. like we not even knowing you personally, but just by looking at obviously your business of Loho Bride and then your wedding photos, every single look that you took on for your wedding day reflected who I can imagine you are as a person. Does that make sense? So it's like, you know, you guys, fun, you would have had an epic party after the beautiful formalities, but it just, I don't know, that the progression of what you wore kind of just to me it showed who you guys are and your personalities which I think is sometimes another thing that when you're planning a wedding um people forget that the day has got to be about you not about something that you've copied from someone else because you liked it or um yeah you know you want people to like it so you're like well I've got to wear this because this is it and this is in trend and it might not suit me but you know everyone's doing it so I feel like the progression of your changes also were like I don't know a snippet into like who you who you are as a person too which is hard yeah, to pull off thank you thank you that really means a lot I mean I mean truly my planner did so much all I was caring about were, were the, the looks like yeah. to be honest yeah <laughs> I had so much fun like the night before we and you know when you do photo shoots and stuff, I feel like the magic happens at the end. And so I truly had like 10 pairs of shoes, like all the accessories out, everything. And I was styling them the night before I left. Love it. Um, 
And so it was just so fun because, well, and also too, I understand, I think the biggest thing I have that I wanted is like, I understood what was going to photograph really well. And like, what was going to give like a punch, like Mm -hmm. that yellow dress, you know, like I was like, Oh my God, how do I wear this yellow dress? And my husband's Mustang has a yellow stripe. And I was like, Oh my God, this is insane. And the funny thing is that dress didn't even fully fit me. (laughs) It was the last one. I like, I basically had them send me his very last one. And I think it was like, I don't know, it was just like a little too small. I I could barely walk in it. But I was like, these are going to be, this dress is going to be epic in photos. And it's just going to be the editorial with me and my husband. So we're going to like, you know, we're just going to get the shots. And (laughs) we're just going to make it work. Like, yeah, we're going to make it work. And um, I always tell brides, like, if you can do a shoot the day before, because we had such a beautiful home that we, you know, wouldn't even be able to take photos in the day of the wedding. Yeah. Um, If you can do like one of the like advice that I give to my brides is like, try to do a shoot the day before and wear something really fun, you know, like, Mm. like, when are you going to be able to hire a professional photographer and like frolic, like with your husband, you know, like, yeah, totally. It loosened us up too. like, we were like drinking champagne and like, we got comfortable with, you know, our photographer and our husband and it like set us up for the next day to be better in front of the camera too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it doesn't, um, that doesn't come naturally to everyone. No, no, definitely not. So, um, so yeah, I mean, for me personally, it, fashion was a big part of it. Um, you know, not only cause I own Loho, but like, that is how I dreamt my wedding to be was like having fun with the fashion. I wanted my friends to get really excited to wear something glamorous. Um, so everybody was in gowns and tuxes and stuff. And like, we just wanted that, that Palm Springs swanky feel yeah. like mm. to the max. That was mm. like the goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was so fun. I like, I still to this day love all of the looks. Like I, I don't regret well, any how, of them. <laughs> how long ago was your wedding? It was what, three yeah? years ago. Yeah. So it's yeah. still so current, everything that you wore. It's, you know, you could Thank see you. any bride in any of those outfits, you know, today, which is funny thinking that if it's three years ago, um, yeah. but you really hit the nail on the head. I think you just got to own it. I yeah. think you have to own it. I think if you're owning it, like, you know, even if I look back like, you know, 10, 15 years and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I wore the puff sleeve again after the eighties. Like <laughs> I'm going to remember, you know, like I'm going to remember that I had fun and yeah. that I owned it. Like that's to me, it's like confidence. it's worth taking the risk. Yeah. It's mm. confidence. And like, I knew that that was a trend at the time and, you know, it's still very much like present now, but like, mm-hmm. I just was feeling it at the time. And yep. I don't, I think sometimes girls get scared because they're like, oh, is this like a little too trendy or this or that? And it's like, I mean, come on, like, you can't guarantee that you're not going to like laugh at what you chose or something. Why not just enjoy it and be in the moment and like, remember that that was 2017 or something, you know, and that was what was going on then. Like, I don't think there's really anything that's wrong with that, but that's coming from me. I, I know that I don't share the opinion of like mothers and stuff like that, but like, you know, <laughs> it was your day. My mom and my, yeah. Like, thankfully my mom and my mother-in-law totally let me like roll with it and they thought it was amazing. And, you know, but I understand that other people are under different pressure and can't yeah. necessarily share my sentiment on that totally totally so let's um let's dive into your wedding day um you mentioned it had a beautiful mid-century aesthetic um Mm -hmm. which is why you chose the venue that you did and you you chose it because it was beautiful and you didn't have to add too many creative details but what was um 
what were some of the the features of your wedding that you just loved and set set the tone for our I suppose our listeners so that they can get a bit of an idea of um, how your day ran. Yeah. So what I liked about it is the, um, we could use the inside, which was beautiful. And like I said, original, like the original artwork and, and all that, they have really preserved it. Cause I, I believe it's a historical home. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we actually got to stay there too, which was incredible. Um, but what I loved about it is like, there was a very clear flow to the venue. So, um, you'd come in, there was, when you go to the right, there was a whole ceremony area, um, where clearly that's where the ceremony was and then there's like a section in the middle where um we actually got uh, announced as husband and wife for the first time exiting our bedroom which sounds kind of crazy but it's all glass it's very modern Mm -hmm. it's very it was so cool and that was truly one of the best moments was us getting announced for the first time i had already changed into my saucy look number two and (laughs) Um, you know, that was very clearly where the cocktails were. Um, yeah. And then like where cocktail hour was and we kind of like really started like kicked off cocktail hour by getting announced that way. And then, then you shifted over to the other side of the property where all the tables were set up. And then after that, we went inside for dancing and we did like a champagne tower and we had a little, um, kind of dancing moment in there. So it's like, truly the, the the crowd went from to the right of the property all the way around the property so we got to really enjoy the view of the house and yeah there were sculpture gardens there was a waterfall I mean this place is just magical wow. but the flow was so simple it was just like all right and now you're going on to the next area and now you're going on to the next area and I think flow is so important to a wedding mm-hmm. I think if you're jerking the crowd into weird areas or having them like you know, we were not even, we actually bust people to the after party and that was something we were really upset about, but that's yeah. just Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, but I just, I feel like flow is so, so key when you're thinking about how you're going to be moving your guests. And this venue had a very, had it set up very well. Um, so, so yeah, I think that was, that kind of was like the icing on the cake. You know, we already loved the way it looked, but then once we saw that very easy path for the guests it was like done like this is our this is the place you know lovely and so you had also a gospel choir play at your wedding yes. tell us a little bit more about that and if you had any other kind of um touch points throughout the day or you know things of interest as well yeah so um it's an inside joke that I love the movie Sister Act 2 like to a sticking point (laughs) um and so my photographer had mentioned like she was like hey like you know I will say like to get the crowd like going and to kind of like like I feel like get emotion out of people or like shock value or whatever it's kind of fun to like throw them for a loop you know um yeah and so, cause she was saying like, you know, obviously you can get cool photos of people being surprised or like, you know, things like that. So I was determined to find a choir. Um, and we finally found one. It was actually kind of hard, um, <laughs> but we finally found a group called Rays. Um, and they had another song from the movie in there. And I think Oh Happy Day actually was sampled on their website, which is the, mm. the main song that I love. <laughs> and so, um, it was so good because the officiant like really lined it up and she like kind of had 
her witty like intro to it. And we actually had them dressed as wedding goers in the audience, ah. um, which they had never done before. Like, cause I was like, I really want to surprise people. I don't want them to just be walking up and like start singing. Yeah, I actually want it to like be flash mob. Yeah, I was like, I want it to be funny. Like, I want people to be like, what the F is going on? You know that what I mean? So like, <laughs> so she had, she gave her little one liner and some said something about and what a happy day it is or something like that. And they stood up and they put their robes on over their gowns and their suits or whatever. And then oh, they started coming down awesome. the middle of the aisle. Oh. And then they... <laughs> Um, and, you know, got the whole crowd clapping and it was such a good icebreaker too, because, yeah. you know, weddings can be so serious. Like I had super yeah. like serious, like vows, like where mm -hmm. I was like, you know, you're so amazing and like all this stuff. And I was nervous. And so it was like the perfect, we, it happened early in the ceremony. So it was like the perfect way to like loosen up a little bit and like, yeah. not, you know, not take it too seriously. Um, and that, like you said, those little details it does tell something about the couple too. Like we were there to have fun. Like we were mm. not, we didn't like all of our friends know that like we, you know, love to have a good time. We couldn't wait to have everybody there be dressed up. And like, we wanted to, you know, throw people a little bit. And, um, and so it was, that was the best detail for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, Oh my gosh, we that, did. that's it. I love that. That yeah, is like the yeah. pinnacle point of I think of I'm going to copy that for my wedding. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's, it was really great. I've had some of my brides say that they did it since and that they mm -hmm. hired them and that made me happy. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the, that was like the main like surprise. I think everything else was really just the music was very tailored. And I think a lot of our friends that know us because we were really into going to shows in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, like at one point I probably was going to one or two shows a week, like when I was younger. So, um, music was really key. And the friends that, that knew that side of us were like mm -hmm. shocked by like how much we incorporated cool music throughout every little moment, like what we were announced to, you know, what we came down the aisle to, like, it was all very unique and like spoke to us. And, um, you know, we had numerous friends like come up to us the day after and we're like, wow, like you guys really curated that music. Like what did the DJ even do? And I'm kidding. He, he was amazing. But you know, like even down to like the whole dinner was to Paul Simon because we love Paul Simon and we listened to him a lot when we were traveling and like every, there was so much meaning that most people wouldn't have even understood. Um, yeah. But it meant something to us. And the people that did get it were like very impressed. Um, or just little things on the table. Like I there were certain details that I wanted people to see and things like that was so us, you know? And yeah. I think those are sweet things that, um, you know, even down to our invites, like, I feel like people were like, this is so you guys like as an invite. <laughs> and that was yeah. such a compliment because you want to see the couple trace through, like you said, you don't want to just see like a mimicked wedding that's off no. Pinterest. Like, yeah, you want it to really feel like the two of you. And, and that was something that a lot of people told us afterwards. And that was like the best, compliment because yeah that's what I wanted you know I wanted it to just speak to us and our taste so amazing leak of her own yeah that's it right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so was there anything that you would you know do differently or kind of regrets or disasters I mean from the day or did it all go pretty kind smooth of you had it done instead or do you think that it was just pretty pretty good um 
honestly, I, I mean, I was so happy. I couldn't, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, the only thing I wish that there was another option for was us not having to leave the venue. And I wish we could have partied at that yes, house really. all night. You know? It did finish uh, at 10, didn't it? The... Yeah. So at 10 o'clock, we, we bust everybody to a bar, um, uh, like another, another kind of swanky place that had an indoor outdoor. And we did silent disco because that is the one downside of Palm Springs is they're very, they're very weird about noise ordinance stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had the silent disco and, and, you know, anytime, like I was saying earlier that you put kind of a wrench in like people having fun. Yeah. You almost had like, it's like, I felt like we had to really like rev it back up again once we got to the, to the after party. But, um, and one thing I will note about that is, you know, we knew that our friends wanted to let loose, like our families weren't really, you know, they weren't the ones that were going to want to be partying with our friends and stuff like that. So we actually sent out different invites <laughs> um, to the after party. So only certain people got the after party invite because <laughs> we just wanted to be courteous and, yeah. you know, like, it's like when you have to know your, who your audience is going to be. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was actually really smart because like our friends could kind of let loose and no one would be embarrassed and, totally. you know, and then I suppose um, so, the people that, you know, that don't necessarily want to go to the after party, like family or parents or don't feel guilty, exactly. they might feel like they've got to go and you don't want them to be there and they don't want to be there, but they come because that's what's on the invite. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. I did have one upset uncle that I, he thought he, he wanted to upset, kick off. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> There's think There's always one could, uncle. Why is there always hang? one yeah. uncle? <laughs> Just ends up on the I bus. Know. You're like, hang on, yeah. you didn't get the after party invite. <laughs> I know. I should yeah, he is really fun though. I should have maybe thought about it. But um, but yeah, we just we just wanted to, yeah, keep that separate and and yeah, like my parents didn't want to be going to the after party anyway, you know. So yeah. I think they appreciated yeah. it actually. And yeah. Um and then we didn't feel like we had to like baby you know, watch anybody. Um, yeah. Cause it so, was it's your time. Yeah, it was your turn yeah yeah and you know there's always that one like really drunk friend or like really out of you know so yeah. we just like we don't even want to you know worry about that and we told our friends like wait till the after party to like really turn it up you know yeah. turn it up more so, so yeah it worked <laughs> out really well I I can't complain I really can't think of anything that I would have changed you know amazing well I think a big thing's investing in the right suppliers to be able to make sure that they understand you and you connect with them and they can get your vision and how you want your day to be across the board because then that just allows you guys to actually enjoy the process and enjoy your day and have fun and you know yeah like you said earlier you don't want to if you if you're if you're stressed planning your own wedding what's the point yeah yeah Yeah. and I think like if you can obviously I know not everybody can have like the perfect vendors or you know afford a planner or whatever but it's like you know if you can, it, it does, it just alleviates so much stress because it's not on you. And, and if you can't, I would almost consider cutting your list down. Like yeah. if you, you know what I mean? And just make it more manageable, manageable for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. 
now that so, you're now that you're married and you've been through it even though it was a couple of years ago now but but even just looking at where weddings have gone from when you got married to where people are getting married now and chatting to your brides that come through what's what's the best piece of advice that you can give you know other couples that are in the middle of their planning journey or or planning their own weddings um well I guess what I said earlier with, with having fun and enjoying the process, but um, I'm trying to think of something else that would be good. Um, gosh, I mean, honestly, I've kind of said both of them, which I, I would, which I tell, or I've said all the ones that I would normally tell my bride. Sorry, yeah. you can probably edit some of this, but, um, but it was that like to try to do a shoot maybe the day before, like to have fun and to um, to have a planner if you can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I've said all the things that I normally would say. Um, Beautiful. So I don't know. Uh, well, Christy, thank you so much for joining us. It really was amazing. such an amazing conversation. And your wedding just looks, like I said before, your wedding images and we'll put them all up on the you and me podcast so that all our listeners can actually understand you know listening to your wedding and then seeing your photos how it all translate but it, it just looks like the most personal wedding that we've kind of seen in a long time and it was such a great combo oh, so thank, thank you. you for joining us Thank you, ladies. I really appreciate you having me on. And this is my first podcast. So I, and it was so easy great. to just chat with you ladies. So I appreciate you um, thinking of me and yeah, I hope the listeners like it. Oh, I think they it. will. It Thank felt you like we so- were there. I know we did. <laughs> Thanks for taking us to Palm Springs for the day. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know. I wish I could go. Beautiful. Thanks, Christy. Christy. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.